0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Soul patrol Jesus 911. TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven.
0: Yeah, you have just joined Spiritual Warfare Show
1: with Jesse and Anita. We're here in Illinois, by the way.
0: Yeah, we're in Harvard, Illinois, at St. Joseph's uh, Catholic Church. Jesse will be giving some talks tonight. One on um, uh, English will be at 5:30. Spanish is at 7:30. How to odd, get to heaven, living in a state to, of grace, yes,
1: absolutely. which is the most important topic for Catholics. I mean, there's nothing more important than living in a state of sanctifying grace and how to get to heaven. Everything else is popcorn and potato chips in the Catholic Church yeah. compared to that. And how do you get there? Well. Uh, you'll hear tonight. Uh, it's in my book. Lord, prepare my hands for battle.
0: And if you're anywhere near Harvard, Illinois, come on down. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. Not Harvard
1: University, yes. Harvard, Illinois, Illinois. Yeah, yes. the city suburb. of Harvard, yeah. Illinois, Chicago. In, in uh, uh yeah, and near. Chicago. It's near Chicago. Right. Uh, it's a suburb of uh, Chicago. I know by
0: O'Hare Airport because that's where we flew, that's it, where we flew <laughs> into. Yeah. So you know we're not familiar, too familiar with Illinois, but
1: that's uh, close as it comes. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to talk about. Uh, Halloween is in a few days from now, and sometimes you'll find Catholics will dress up their kids Mm -hmm. like Freddy Krueger, like Jason for Friday, like like a demon. They'll dress up their kids in some of the the darkest, the most macabre outfits out there. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to address. Is it wrong for a Catholic to dress up like the devil, like Freddy Krueger, Jason for Friday the 13th? Or some other macabre figure for Halloween. Uh, So what about dressing your kids in these dark macabre disguises? Is it okay? Okay. All right. Of course not. And uh, there's absolutely consequences for everything we do in Mm -hmm. life. Ask yourself, are our thoughts, words, and deeds consistent with our Catholic faith? Dressing up in a dark costume or worse... Dressing your child as such goes against our integrity and character as Christians. The demons look for inconsistencies in speech or behavior in a child of God. Remember, we are the chosen people of God, the new Israel. We are the presence of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. to modern mankind. So we're called to offer our bodies as a sacrifice to Christ, as a living sacrifice to Christ, not dress up in a way that glorifies Satan. In other words, what I'm telling you is you can't dress in a way, even outside of Halloween. Okay, mm-hmm. you can't dress in a way that is inconsistent with who you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're a child of the Most High God, and so we have to ask ourselves: Are we living and projecting Christ to the world in thought, word, and deed? Okay. By the way, by the way, we dress is one of them. Mm-hmm. Dressing in in a manner. Again, like some of these dark figures that people Catholics dress like during Halloween, Mm -hmm. it militates against the sacred. It's an invitation to the diabolical. And the problem is, I think, that we as Catholics, we've lost our ability to discern the clean from the unclean, uh, and and we're paying a heavy price for it.
0: Yeah, well, Halloween, in fact, is no longer restricted to October 31st. I don't know if all of you noticed that. It has become a part of the cultural zeitgeist, in know, the age of this time, right? Yep. Of American daily living, you see, vampires, zombies, witchcraft, and the occult are woven continuously throughout the year into images. You see them in billboards. You see them in commercials on your TV screen. You hear in music, entertainment, like the football uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You see these entertainment. Half-time yeah, macabre. Shows. Yeah, halftime shows and also an education education of its citizens.
1: Yeah, this has been yeah. pushed in public schools. schools yeah. They, they have satanic coloring books yeah, in public
0: After school, school, daycare. After school, yes. satanic
1: daycare. Are you yes, kidding we me? We need
0: to stop that. Catholics, we need to stop that if it's in your local school. So more than that, and most alarmingly, are the barrage of headlines emerging, emerging of mass murders. You see shootings. There is butcherings cannibalism, matricide, torture and other violent crimes that have become the new normal. that is to say Halloween is being lived out in the culture. yeah absolutely mm-hmm.
1: every day. The masks of Halloween are in some way are in some ways unmasking the true state of our souls as yeah. human beings. Mm-hmm. In America our souls seem to be marred and distorted by sin. And so the unrestrained Mm -hmm. gore and the horror and evil in the costumes that we see every year are are as much a sign Mm -hmm. of the times as the violent music we listen to, Mm -hmm. the horror movies that we watch, and the wars that we incite to keep the cogs churning at the industrial war complex of Raytheon, Lockheed, Northrop, and Boeing.
0: Yeah, and as long as there's people to watch these movies, they you know they're going to keep on making them we have to stop we have to alarm sound the alarm for people out there stop watching those movies yep halloween has become a feast that is only surpassed by christmas christmas in economic terms in other words you know it it makes more money halloween makes more money than christmas <laughs> many households have now have halloween decorations inside and outside their homes in our
1: neighborhood we yeah have neighborhood some, there's some some awful yeah,
0: yeah horrific and we
1: live in an upper middle class neighborhood in, yeah. in southeast God, phoenix This
0: huge skeleton in front of this one house it's like, actually our next door neighbor like they're pretty four, good people they're but 40, you could tell yeah, they're non believers they're non believers right? yeah absolutely yeah. so it is a huge party night in american on uh, which americans spend billions of do- billions of dollars we are back <laughs> we're sorry about that little glitch but you know what we're, yeah we're, you know a who's in, here.
1: Yeah, we're yeah. in a hotel here yeah we're in a
0: hotel and you know who's attacking us so why don't we do this St. Michael the Archangel. Yeah, let's play the St.
1: Somebody doesn't he want this show to go, to go out today. Absolutely not. Thank and I, I could just imagine who he is. Yep. Name of the Father, Father Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Join us.
0: St. Michael, Michael, the, the, Archangel, us Michael the
1: Archangel, defend us in battle. battle. Be our protection Be against, against, against the wickedness and snares and of the man. devil. May God, God rebuke him And we humbly, humbly pray. pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the Almighty, Father, I just ask you to just protect us, protect our computer devices, protect VMPR.org from any infernal spirits trying to disrupt this program. Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, we're trying to glorify your holy name. We ask you to to protect us with your precious blood. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about uh, can a Catholic dress macabre during Halloween? Of course not. Right. Again, Halloween has become a feast that's only been surpassed by Christmas in economic terms. That's the only other holiday that makes more money. So there's a lot of this is a lot of it is about money. Yeah. And so
0: and it's time not to, you know, patronize all of these costumes that uh that glorify the evil one. I would say
1: as a Catholic, I yeah. would say I don't even patronize the day. Just go yeah, to the n- parish, do something with your. Invite friends over. You can have a little party with your your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, give them candy. uh, You know, pray the rosary. Uh, uh, It's time for us to start a parallel society. And uh, one of the things that's important here is because the darker celebrations of Halloween, I'm not saying everybody, you know, dresses like this. But some of the darker costumes that I've seen in Halloween glorify the occult, Mm -hmm. the bizarre, and the macabre. And there's even new developments in costumes that make zombie-like outfits mm-hmm. much more realistic and horrifying. The increasing popularity of satanic movements like Wicca has helped, which means witchcraft. Yeah. It's helped popularize Halloween as sacred. The modern focus of Halloween is increasingly focused on a fascination with evil, horror, and gore. Ironically, a liberal society which claims to deplore the rise of violence and abuse in other fields, makes few objections to this bloody and macabre American holiday.
0: Yeah, so let, let's be honest. The modern focus of Halloween is increasingly focused on a fascination with evil, horror, and gore. The more recent celebrations have stressed its pagan origins with its preternatural and ghoulish overtones. Combined with slasher and a horror films and zombie-themed parties, and events to make it a festival of darkness, embracing the evil side of the spiritual world. Thus, Halloween has returned to its pagan origins and abandoned its Christian uh, trappings. Mm -hmm. It no longer belongs to the poor, but to those engaging in amusement and self-indulgence. Once the Feast of Innocent Little Children, it now includes revealing adults. Those who celebrate do not pray for the salvation of poor souls, but harbor instead a diabolical glee over damned souls.
1: As Catholics, we should celebrate All Saints Day, November 1st, and All Souls Day, November 2nd, like Catholics. That's
0: all day of obligation, by the way, All Saints Day.
1: Yeah, by attending Holy Mass, praying the rosary, and visiting our beloved dead in the cemetery, if possible, and praying at the cemetery for the repose of their soul, and lighting candles in the church as a votive offering for our beloved dead. To many low-information Catholics, they are mixing Catholicism with paganism. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they don't know their faith. Mm -hmm. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says, My people are perishing for their lack of knowledge. St. Paul says it best to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and Mm -hmm. following. He says this, Do not be mismated with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and iniquity? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said, I will live in them and move among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch nothing unclean, then I will welcome you, close quote. Halloween, as it's practiced in the United States today, is pure paganism. It's being sold to low-information Catholics and low-information Americans to accept occultic practices such as divination, superstition, seances, witchcraft, casting spells, hexes, incantations, and curses. But now I want my wife to talk about something that's really interesting that most people probably have never heard of, Mm -hmm. about the whole phenomena of wearing a mask.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's more, right? According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, mask wearing is, quote, a form of disguise or concealment Usually worn over or in front of the face to hide the identity of a person and by its own features to establish another being. So, in other words, the wearing of a mask represents an occult transformation, a human alchemy, if you will, from one role to another, from one manner of being to another. If you dress like a demon, you're transformed from an individual sovereign under God to a collective subject as a child of the devil. More from the Encyclopedia Britannica on ritual mask wearing. So let's see what the Encyclopedia Britannica talks about ritual mask wearing. It says, the person who wears a mask is also considered to be in direct association with Mark's spirit force and is consequently exposed to like personal danger of being affected by it. Upon da- donning, the mask, don't, don't. donning the mask, the wearer sometimes undergoes a psychic change and, as in a trance, assumes the spirit character depicted by the mask.
1: Now, this comes yeah. from Encyclopedia Britannica, mm-hmm. which is an objective source, and yeah. it's just talking about why do you think bank robbers put on a mask? Mm-hmm. Why do you think terrorists put on mm-hmm. a mask?
0: Well, you know, just, you know, we see our... Our children, they put on spider and, and and they put the mask on and they the start jumping. Yeah, they start pointing. They want to imaginary their web coming out and 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 grabbing the ba- bad guy. So there you are. You're, you you assume, assume the, the, s- role. the
1: spirit character, character depicted the- by the mask. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't think wearing the mask quite literally changes people, yeah. as the Encyclopaedia Britannica states, in in the quote that my <laughs> wife just shared. Well, think about all of the mask Karens you've seen <laughs> online videos of wildly chasing people who aren't wearing masks down the road or publicly berating them for not wearing masks and screaming at them that you're going to kill them. Yeah, me. this is the height of COVID. For not masking up.
0: After. Many of you out yeah. there saw this, this like, like,
1: Like good little boys and girls always should. Mm-hmm. Through the wearing of the mask, the globalists have created an army of Karens, programmed automatons who take the pandemic scandemic ritual so seriously (laughs) that they feel personally and physically threatened when you don't. Mm -hmm. And they don't, they don't mind telling you in a forceful way, right to your face. Again, the Encyclopedia Britannica goes on to say about the masking ritual. It says, quote, usually, however, the wearer skillfully becomes a partner of the character mm-hmm. he is impersonating, giving to the mask not only an important spark of vitality by the light flashing from his own eyes, but also bringing it alive by his movements and poses, close quote. In other words, in the end, the mask becomes part of the very identity of those who wear it. Think about how accurate this statement truly is. A woman who dresses like a playboy bunny during Halloween, what does she start doing? Flirting, swishing her hips, walking around sexy around the room, batting her eyes, blowing kisses. Again, exaggerating her hip movement as she walks. A man dressed like a pirate at a Halloween party, what's he going to say all night long? (laughs) Aye, aye, captain. (laughs) Ahoy, matey. In other words, you become the character behind the mask so long as you're wearing it
0: yeah so the uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica continues it further states, but often the wearer of the mask seems to become psychologically one with the character he is helping to create. So they become one. It seems to become, seems an, to become. he seems he seems to become an automaton without his own will, which has become subservient to that of the personage. Of the mask. By the way, Encyclopedia Britannica makes a good point. That's why people wear masks for Halloween. They want to become someone else temporarily. That's why bank robbers, rapists, crooks, and Islamic terrorists wear masks. This helps them become the worst version of themselves as they
1: conceal themselves. There's a concept in Catholic spiritual warfare called a mm-hmm. spiritual contract, which attaches a spiritual significance to a temporal action. In other words, putting an eternal consequence to what happens in the temporal. We do this subconsciously when we say, for example, Blessed Mother, I offer the merits of this rosary for my cousin Bob's conversion. Close quote. That's a spiritual contract. You're doing a physical action for an intended consequence. That means, for example, when I make the sign of the cross over my body, that's a temporal action that has a spiritual consequence. You cannot separate the action from the spiritual consequence. It's like doing yoga and saying, I'm just doing these postures and movements for the exercise. That's ludicrous. Yoga movements are a physical action that has spiritual consequences. Making the sign of the cross has spiritual consequences because it's universally recognized as a sign of the cross and what goes with it is an invocation of the Trinity. I can't separate those things from that hand movement. There's an implied contract through usage. Understanding what I just said tells you why putting on a mask for Halloween of a demon or Freddy Krueger or Jason from Friday the 13th or a witch attaches a spiritual significance to this temporal action, whether you realize it or not. Furthermore, Satanists and witches are quite open about the fact that they go to warehouses where these Halloween costumes are stored and they curse them before they're shipped off to the stores, or these occultists readily brag that they go to the the actual Halloween costume stores and put a curse on them.
0: So these evil people, Satanists, witches, occultists, also do spiritual contracts like a malefice and the evil eye. A malefice is described as a demonstrative curse with a physical action. In the same way that a blessing has a physical action, what we do with our bodies has spiritual consequences. It's built upon that premise. So, an answer. Well, ah, oh, here she is, comes. There comes. Our Lady,
1: the Crusher of Demons, Head Crusher,
0: the yes. Cause of Our Joy. Yeah.
1: Hey, we're gonna talk about Father Rosetti's uh an exorcism that he had where uh, the demon told him how powerful his prayers were. We'll talk about that next. Stay with us, family.
0: We are back, Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. We're in, in our third segment. Yeah, Thank third version,
1: most powerful. Yeah. Pray for us. Oh, he, he didn't want us to do. It. No. Somebody didn't want us to do the show yeah. today, but yeah. we just have going to um, <laughs> uh, power through it. Smash yeah. mouth Catholicism,
0: right with the. St. Michael.
1: That's right. St. Michael, the Virgin Most Powerful, Michael. and St. Joseph. Yes. yes. By the way, I'm going to be at St. Catholic Church tonight at Harvard, Saint Illinois. St. Joseph's oh.
0: Catholic Church. <laughs> what did I say, Saint He said St. Catholic. So St. Joseph's Catholic, 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 Catholic Church in Harvard, Illinois. Jesse will be giving two talks at 530. How we'll to be Get English, to Heaven. How to Get to Heaven. In Spanish and, and English. Uh, in Spanish. Which so
1: basically if you're how, close how to live by, and say yes. grace. and
0: if you're close by, come on down. like to
1: meet you. Hey, so let's. We want to end up. Why? What's what is so wrong about dressing macabre during Halloween?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So just to conclude with our last segment here is what we do with our bodies has spiritual consequences. It's built upon the premise. So, in answer to your question, no, I would never dress like a demon or have my kids dress like demons or some other dark figure that glorifies evil. My kids have never dressed evil. It's always uh, uh, they've always dressed in. Uh, superheroes or saints and, and shepherds. The, and here's the difference. I, I
1: I think, again, because there's so much pressure on kids to go out there and get yeah, candy and dress. Yeah. Dressed. yeah. Uh, and I've seen the dark side of this for 25 years. Uh, but again, there's just so much. This is a billion-dollar industry yes, that's, it is. that's constantly putting out commercials and mm-hmm. But one of the things I think is because of my faith and probably my prayers and my awareness of all this, my kids, my, my kids, when they were small, they never liked Halloween.
0: They, they didn't care for it. They at didn't all. care
1: for it. They would just stay home with us. They probably maybe heard me saying things about Halloween. And all three of them, October 31st, everybody else is out there getting candies. Just saying,
0: no, I want to stay. We, we don't stay. want to stay. stay.
1: We, we want to stay inside the house.
0: And we open the door for people that come to the candies. They were way back there just kind of looking. Yeah. We,
1: Who's coming to our door? Yeah. So they've heard from me yeah. about the dark side of the pagan trappings of Halloween and what it's turned into. It's really turned into uh well to be honest with you, uh Satanists, if you and I don't ask for you to do this, but I've done it. Uh I went to satanic websites to see what they say about Halloween. And they say that's their high t- for them, it's like our resurrection. Uh, Easter Sunday, that's her highest holy day.
0: Yeah, I agree with my husband. Don't don't go to these websites. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, I want to talk about uh, the way demons taught Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. He's an exorcist from the Diocese of Washington. He's one of the exorcists out there. They taught him about prayer. He he wrote a little journal of what happened in this one session. And if my wife, if you can just share it with the audience, it's very short. Yeah,
0: he says, I have been encouraging david who formerly belonged to a satanic cult and is possessed to pray daily deliverance prayers in addition to attending exorcism sessions he is slowly working up to an extensive daily regimen of protection and deliverance prayers tailored to the kinds of demons he has i recently added the saint michael prayer which has been difficult for him to pray i subsequently asked him how it was going he responded well, when this I, a, this, this is the possessed this is the man. Possessed, yeah. This is Dr. Riz- uh, uh, Father Rossetti asking the possessed man, when I say the St. Michael prayer, if I don't speak it out loud or think about it or what it means or just quickly read it, then it's not as bad. If I were to go to, to church and hear it spoken by a lot of people, then I would be in a lot of pain. The demons would be screaming. I think we all realize, Father Eddie now, I think we all realize that when we pray, we ought to focus on the words and pray them thoughtfully and deliberately. Moreover, doing so in a community of the faithful adds additional spiritual power. Sadly, our human minds tend, tend to wander and get distracted. Also, we can sometimes rush through our prayers, just trying to get through them quickly as if a superficial rock, rock recitation of prayers is sufficient. Obviously, the witness of the demons is otherwise. Yeah,
1: that's a powerful yeah. statement from the demons. Yes, yes. Look at this possessed. Look at this possessed yeah. said told Father Rossetti mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the Saint Michael prayer. If I don't speak it out loud or think about it mm-hmm. or what it means or just quickly read it, then it's not. It's not as bad. Yeah. If I were to go to, to the church and hear it spoken by a lot of people. Then I would be in a lot of pain. The demons would be screaming. So yeah. it's it it it's not only praying, but that's why Saint Teresa of the, the Little Flower says you have to pray from your heart. Your heart yeah. has to be in it
0: because. Right. And he taught right it, here. It says about yeah. deliberate prayer.
1: Yeah, that's what he said. Go ahead, finish deliberate it up. What he says here. Prayer. Yeah.
0: Um, so I have. Uh, sadly, our human minds tend to wander and get distracted. Also, we can sometimes rush through our prayers. Just trying to get through them quickly as if a superficial recitation of prayers is, is sufficient. Obviously, the witness of the demons is otherwise. I have learned much about the practice of our faith in the course of being an exorcist. David's witness has demonstrated the power of communal prayer. And David has also reminded me of how to pray most effectively. I need to slow down and say the prayers, including the rite of exorcism. Thoughtfully and deliberately, it makes a difference. And today we experienced that. We went to Holy Mass and the priest, the pastor who invited Jesse, Father Stephen Clark, all his prayers were slow and we're deliberate thoughtful and, and thoughtful.
1: It. You can feel they, it. You
0: can feel it. He was he was just right on point. He, wanted, he was clear. And every prayer he said, Eucharistic prayer, was very deliberate. And I love that about him because that shows... Us as Catholics, how we it demonstrates how we should be praying.
1: Yeah, let me let me uh, just make, make some comments about mm-hmm. what Father M- Monsignor Rossetti says. The exorcism in Washington. Um, Father Jeffrey Grob, who is now Bishop Grob, from uh, one of the dioceses here in, in Illinois. I forget which one. I
0: thought in
1: Wisconsin. No, no, it's it's he's here. Okay. Yeah, because okay. he's he's a, he's oh, a, yeah, he's a right. Chicago you know, priest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He wrote his Ph.D. thesis on the history of exorcism. Here's what he writes on page 47 of his Ph.D. thesis. He says this. St. Cyprian, who died in 258 A.D., Bishop of Carthage, Africa, brings a different dimension to the discussion of the demonic. Drawing on his own experience as well as on the writings of Tertullian and Marcus Minucius Felix, who died in 250 A.D., one of the earliest Christian apologists, uh, he says, St. Cyprian suggests that the actual words of exorcism inflict pain and torment on the demons. Did you see that? Saint Cyprian, 250 AD, he's already writing this bishop. The actual words of exorcism inflict pain and torment on the demons. While Cyprian's hypothesis may not have had any direct bearing on the development of the ritual of exorcism in particular, it certainly reinforced the general importance of language and its usage in ritual action. In addition, St. Cyprian drew on on Tertullian's conviction that every Christian inherited the power to cast out demons. For him, this power was received at baptism. Then he writes on page 96. After the exorcism, the exorcist should ask the energaman uh, what he or she experienced in his or her body and soul during the ritual. Mm -hmm. Words that apparently torment the devil should be used with greater stress and frequency, writes Father Jeffrey Grubb, now Bishop wow. Grubb. Uh, there's another very famous saint there, If You can share with him what St. Isaiah.
0: Yeah, well, St. Isaiah the Hermit, he said, he sums up. Look for, at how long ago he Yeah, was. 488 AD, <laughs> fourth century, sums up for us the grace of meditation. He says, meditation mounts our evil thoughts and withers the passions of the soul. It enlightens our mind, makes the understanding radiant, and fills the heart with joy. Meditation wounds demons and drives away thoughts of wickedness. There you go. Meditation, so, meditation. wounds demons. demons. I won't say it to him. Meditation, the rosary, wounds, meditation. demons. Yeah, meditation You want to wound
1: demons? You want to fire 53
0: yeah, just bullets of at a demon? When you're Meditate them. on the rosary. Right.
1: It wounds, yes. wounds, wounds demons. Yes. It doesn't caress them. It doesn't shake their hand. It hurts them. It wounds them. Yes. Also, St. Benedict is one of the first prominent exorcists in the early Catholic Church. He founded monasteries in Europe at the time when the church was being threatened by Vikings, barbarians, Visigoths, vandals, and other evil pagan Nordic men back in like the 4th and 5th century at the fall of Rome. Well, the monasteries that were built at the fall of Rome were fortresses of prayer. And this is the weapon that converted these evil men, little by little, into Catholic Christian men. The monasteries proved to be very effective missionary centers among the pagans. The monastic prayer protocol from Liber Cristo is meant to give you an increase of the grace and virtue to turn the, the, to turn the person into an individual monastery of prayer. That's what the okay. exorcist at Liber Cristo yeah. and the teams do, try to do there. As they try to get the possessed person, called theologically the energaman, mm-hmm. they try to get the possessed person to become a, such a prayer soldier that they become an individual monastery of prayer. Yeah. What else does St. Uh, Alphonsus de Gori yeah, say? says?
0: St. Alphonsus the Gori says, Prayer. Doctor of
1: the church, by the way. Yeah.
0: Prayer without a doubt is the most powerful weapon the Lord gives us to conquer evil. But we must really put ourselves into prayer. It is not enough just to say the words, it must come from the heart. And also, prayer needs to be continuous. The warfare in which we are engaged is ongoing. So, our prayer must be ongoing as well. When we got that from Doctor Paul, Thick Thick. Yeah, yeah. So what you know? What are we? What is he saying? We need prayer. Needs to be continuous. It it and it, it's a powerful it's weapon. A to powerful conqueror. weapon. Absolutely.
1: Saint Bernard of Clairvaux said the following: However great may be the temptation, if we know how to use the weapon of prayer, because it calls it the weapon of prayer. Well, <laughs> we shall come yes. out as conquerors at last, for prayer is more powerful than all the demons. He who is attacked by the spirits of darkness needs only to apply himself vigorously to prayer, and he will beat them back with great success. So, these are doctors of the church, fathers of the church, great minds of the church. Yes, Uh, Saint Bernard of Clairvaux calls prayer a weapon, and he says it's more powerful than all of the demons. There, Uh, Uh, Mother of Our
0: Savior.
1: Well, we'll be right back. Tonight I'm going to be at St. Joseph's Catholic Church, Harvard, Illinois. Be there at 5.30 for my first English talk. Check will be right back. So, Tendale, you hold us in your arms. Your beauty and your grace are the bright new dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Bingo Good. potens. Ora a nobis.
0: Oh, we are back with Jesse and Anita. She's oh, like, I got to get in the are, camera. I was away
1: are... <laughs> from the camera here. <laughs> come on, was, sweetie. Was, like, come Way I out there. <laughs> hey, we want to talk about uh, Dr. Marian Horvath. She wrote an article. It's very, very thoughtful. It's called Heading Towards the Public Cult to Satan. And she just warning us. She's sounding the alarm. Is that we're heading in the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. I would say we're heading in the wrong direction yes. as a result of liberals, modernists, Masons, communists, yes. all of these people. We got all these are, 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 daggers. Are, are, are sons of Satan. Mm-hmm. Why do I say that? First John 3 10 says you got two types of s- children out there children of God and children of Satan. If Jesus Christ is not your Lord and King and Savior and God, then you're a child of Satan, mm-hmm. period. Yes. That's what the Bible says. In 1 John 3, 10, it's in the Bible. And Dr. Marion Horvath is saying, as a result of that, look at what's happening.
0: Yeah. She says, uh, it seems clear that we are reaching the final stage of the revolutionary process, which is the step where man openly worships the devil. We see that. We're seeing that. We're seeing that right now. The hippie revolution was a remote preparation for the reign of the devil. It broke the final barriers of Christian uh, Christian civilization throwing out all restraints and the good customs so that man would enter a stage of new barbarianism, a new paganism, and order of things. She says, I cannot call it civilization whose head is no longer Christ, but the devil himself.
1: Then there's a picture there of the official membership card of the growing satanic temple. The official that. membership card.
0: Yes.
1: So she writes, when I use the expression, the reign of the devil, someone can object that these words are too strong. She goes, when I first heard them in a talk by Professor Plinio, uh, who was explaining where where the revolutionary process would end, the very concept seemed implausible to me, I thought. No one with good sense or religious spirit would stand for such a thing. Today, I see that his prediction was true. More and more, the devil presents himself openly and asks to be adored. More and more ambiences, ways of being and dressing, dances and music are satanic. Mm-hmm. Just again, look at the Super Bowl halftime yeah. shows yeah. the last 10 years. There's always some type of satanic insignias or, in sa- or, or, or satanic dog whistling in, yeah. the, in the manner of dress in the lyrics. A lot of the, the rock concerts, a lot of the rap concerts are openly satanic lyrics.
0: Well, look at the cross dressers, the what are the, the ways of being and dress. She said the ways of being and dressing. Well, what are we seeing right now? We see these uh these men that are dressed up as women, um transgender, and they're coming into bars and and putting on a show and dancing nasty. Pun- yeah, per, per, no, They're pornographic shows I that's what I consider them that what they they can do it but women that are normal
1: can't do it I'm not saying that's right Right. Right. but so in in the atmosphere of incoherence indifference and contradiction that we inhale today almost no one is shocked by the things that would have caused extreme consternation in society even two decades ago two decades ago the average cop would have walked into any public school Mm -hmm. and seen this yeah. and they would have arrested them for indecent exposure.
0: exposure. Yes.
1: What they do in the libraries and public schools, these yes. these cross dressers, these are yeah. uh, these yeah. men that that are trying to act like women and dancing like 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 uh you know, barflies, they would have been arrested years mm-hmm. ago for indecent exposure. Yes. Now people sit there and applaud and give them money. Give
0: them money and their audience. The
1: more people do that, the more they're going to do this. And by the way, these men dressed like women—they look evil. If you yeah, look at their face, they look wicked. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, wow, that's a mask. That's, that's a form. Of, that's a form of mask. Yeah, they got scary. all this makeup on, and because it's not them, it's not, them. It's not it's them. Like, like me and and you, women out there, you holy women out there that you know put makeup just to enhance your beauty because you're already beautiful. Yes. And what you add to your face is just an enhancement. But these these men are put a mask. That's a mask. It's not makeup. It's a mask.
1: Discovering their identity, who
0: they really are, men.
1: So let me offer you some examples to demonstrate the point that we're making. Open worship of the devil in Detroit, mm-hmm. Michigan, it happened not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Not only is the satanic temple growing in all segments of our society, and especially among the youth, but on July 27, 2015, in Detroit, in its Detroit chapter, had the audacity to unveil a 9-foot, 2,000-pound bronze statue of Baphomet who we re- rebuke, renounce, and reject in Jesus' name? Go to the foot of the, the cross, cross that Jesus Christ may do with you as yes. he wills. Mother Mary, crush crushed the head of this infernal spirit. This B demon, we'll call him B.
0: Yep.
1: He's a goat headed demon for public worship in a rented warehouse. There's pictures on the internet. There was a nine foot broad statue of this demon called B. It was unveiled in Detroit.
0: Satan temple officials delivered speeches. And a pair of shirtless men held candles on either side of the statue, like acolytes. Yeah, yeah. like prior to its, its unveiling, hundreds were in attendance. Can you believe that? Crying out, "Hail Satan!" As the curtain was lifted, as the curtain was lifted just before midnight. Did you notice that? Before midnight, they did it just before midnight. Then the two shirtless men kiss each other in front of Satan.
1: We reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name.
0: Stat- statues of a smiling boy and girl in poses of adoration are on either side of the devil who reigns from the throne. Using children
1: to worship. And, and notice the way they're, they're mocking. Yeah. They're in, it's a mocking uh, invocation. As they say, hail Satan. Who reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. That comes from us. We're saying, Hail Mary. Yes. Or when they tell us to hail Jesus, King of the Jews. That's a mockery of our Lord and our lady. Mm -hmm. So meanwhile, at the event, the 700 who had tickets to enter were washed in red light, shining down from the rafters as dark punk bands played from a stage set up under a lighted upside down crucifix. In front of the stage was a sign with the words. This is my body. This is my blood. In blasphemous reference to the words of transubstantiation used by a Catholic priest, yeah. a parody. It is shocking, but there is really nothing new here. It repeats the dark satanic theatrics and props used in so many rock concerts that attracts millions, and not just the youth. Every year, there's a picture here yeah. of this uh, dark punk band playing on the stage uh, with with the with the red and black lights. The background looks very similar to the background that was used by Joe Biden, the unelected president mm-hmm. of our country yep. a few weeks ago. As he gave that horrendous speech, the most divisive speech I've ever heard. The background uh, that, that Joe no Biden way. used, it looks just like the background mm-hmm. of the satanic punk rock band in the Temple of Satan.
0: Yep, and there's an upside down crossing happening. Yeah. To keep to keep Christians out, in order for them to have this, the way they wanted to keep our Christian brothers and sisters out, all were to present, were required to sign a document where they were agreed to deliver their soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. So there they said, because you know Christians won't do that. Yeah. So they said, okay, in order to keep Christians out, we're gonna make them sign a document to to deliver their souls and other consecrate their souls to de- to Satan. It said, "It quote, I agree that by signing this, this is what this document says. It's, a, it's awful. like a
1: satanic baptism yeah, or confirmation yeah. certificate. Yeah,
0: it says, I agree that by signing this document under my name, given or adopted, actual or pseudonymous, pseudonymous. pseudonymous I am hereby vowing my soul
1: to. Vowing my soul to. Of, you know who? who and okay, it gives a couple of names.
0: Yeah. So I'm just reading you what this document says. It continues. I do so, knowing that he, the Father, life or any of his representatives, may choose to collect my eternal soul at any time, with or without notice. I understand that my signature or mark, representing any name, real or made up, upon these paper papers, constitute a lasting, eternal contract, and that there will that that there will be no further negotiations on the matter of my eternal soul. Oh my gosh! That's so so seven hundred. Yep.
1: Low information, information. souls. So, and
0: most likely probably Christians. Yeah. By Protestant and Catholics.
1: Catholic. It, well, whether in jest or in all seriousness, willingly gave their souls so, to Satan by signing this piece of paper, this document. They that's were probably crazy. laughing and dancing crazy. all night as they and accept they damn as
0: intoxicated. Death. Yeah, intoxication sure comes with it. As actually.
1: they accept damnation as their final destiny. The Satanic Temple's plan for the statue is to place it on the on the claim of religious liberty next to a Ten Commandment statue on the Oklahoma State House grounds. Mm-hmm. Then you got pictures of some of the people mm-hmm. that it, these party goers. Yeah. They dress just like demons. They put horns yeah, right on the their eyes, forehead they, coming out, yeah. uh, and and the, the dark mascara, the, the black around their eyes, eyes
0: and then just
1: yeah, the white powdered face. So who would imagine that such an open demonstration of Satan would take place with a minimum of protest? There were some protesters, about fifty of them, mostly Protestant, at another site. No one was told where the unveiling would take place precisely to avoid commotion. Praying for the city and denouncing the monument, a meek response from Christians to such an enormous evil.
0: See how they they hit it too. Yeah, you know the city didn't want to advertise it. It seems like right. Probably saying this to
1: work for the city. Yeah,
0: right, right. The dominant media treated the event as a joke, an amusing story. The Archdiocese of Detroit declined to comment on the unveiling of,
1: of the this baby, demon, of this demon
0: or the temp, or Satanic Temple. Nor should we expect any strong statement from the American bishops denouncing the growing public expressions of Satanism. Yeah, we experienced yeah. that in the Diocese of yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I, there I, was no, there was crickets. Crickets
1: when the, te, where the when the Temple, temple of Satan. Satan Came to consecrate Scottsdale to Satan. Yep. There was basically no action from the Diocese yeah. of Phoenix. I'll say no more. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've seen this. Yeah. The, we've seen the that. fact that the bishops will not denounce the temple of Satan or the church of Satan. Yeah,
0: they won't be. Pu- they won't publicly yeah. denounce it. They were not
1: Yeah, privately, I'm sure piously they'll do it. Yeah, but but that's not good enough. No,
0: it's not good. A, a public has, consecration because, requires because a public, public reaction, demonstration, we demonstration. Yeah. right? So after all, the following the new doctrine of Vatican II, every faith, quote unquote, including Satanism, has a right to freely express itself in the name of religious liberty. Yeah, that's what you Are mo- you kidding yeah, me? The
1: modernists would probably argue that modernist yeah. priests and bishops would say, they so, well, they're, they're II says, says that they have religious liberty. No, they're not a religion. I mean, they're not religion. They're not a religion. I don't care what the U.S. Supreme Court says. Yeah. They're they're wrong. Yeah. So the public unveiling of the statue of of this demon. And the indifferent reaction is not a sign that we're at the eve of the day where Satan could appear and could be a public and could be publicly adored by his followers, then I do not know what it is. We're we're pretty much down to the wire. It's yeah. uh uh yeah, you can read the article, it's got some other some other uh cultural iconic things that have happened. For example, Hollywood made a series on Lucifer in the City of Angels. He was a cop, handsome cop that uh it's confusing people. people confusing, deceiving. If deception. You're thinking, oh, the devil's handsome Somebody's oh, a cop, yeah. but
0: he does good things in the daytime. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. We'll see you at uh, St. Joseph's Catholic. Church, Robert Harvard, Illinois. 5.30 English talk, 7.30 Spanish. Or
1: not, we'll see you next Friday. Same here. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh my Jesus, I beg thee on behalf of the whole church, grant it love and the light of thy spirit and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to Thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests.
1: Thou thyself maintain them in holiness. O divine and great high priest, may the power of Thy mercy accompany them everywhere
0: and protect.